Well, are you ready for the word this morning? All right, I need you to help me this morning. I'm really excited about this brand new series that we are starting. And so I want to just encourage you to make every single week, the next four weeks, we're going to believe God to show up in this house uh, in in an incredible, incredible way. All right. Well, today, as I've already stated, we're beginning a brand new series called More. Say more. See, no matter how much we might know about God, no matter how close our relationship might be, we will never reach the pinnacle. We will never exhaust the greatness and the vastness and the potential of our relationship with him. There will always be more. I believe that in the next four weeks, God wants to reveal more to us. I believe that he wants to reveal more of his presence. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. But I also believe that that he also wants to reveal more of his presence. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. And that's referring to gifts. He also wants to reveal more of his power. He also wants to reveal more of his personality. And that's my favorite of all in this series. And and his personality is the fruit of the Spirit. So often we magnify the gifts and we're all about the gifts. I'm all about the fruit. All about the fruit. Amen? How many of you have a desire for more today? Amen. I said, how many of you have a desire for more? In this four-week series, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. He, he is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not three gods. One God manifested through three persons. Not three personalities. Three persons. Three distinct persons who together form the Godhead. In the next four weeks, we're going to pursue the Holy Spirit. We're going to seek to have more of him. But not only are we going to seek to have more of him, but we're also going to offer more of us to him. Well, let's get started this morning. Today, we're going to seek more of his presence. And I'm talking about P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. And quite honestly, I'm not even sure if this is possible. I said, we're going to seek more of his presence. And yet, quite honestly, I'm, I'm not even sure if it's possible. You see, it's not really that we are seeking more of his presence. Rather, we will be seeking to be more aware of his presence. Seeking to become more skilled at recognizing his presence. Oh, and appreciating his presence. Creating an atmosphere where he will want to reveal his presence in a greater measure. Well, let me make four statements about the presence of the Holy Spirit. The first statement that I want to make this morning is this. That is his presence is available. Yeah, his presence is 
available. See, we don't have to wonder about the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, for years I heard preachers or worship leaders or whatever to start the service by, by saying, let's invite the presence of the Lord or let's invite the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. How many know we don't have to invite the presence of the Lord? The, the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit is everywhere. He is already here. We don't have to wonder about the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have it if we are saved. See, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us the moment that we are saved. But our experience, listen, hear this this morning, but our experience with the Holy Spirit doesn't end at salvation. And that's the problem with too many people, and that is their experience with the Holy Spirit ends at salvation. But listen, we do not receive all that the Holy Spirit has to offer us at the point of our salvation. There is another experience, say another experience. There is another experience that we can have with him after our salvation. Now, now we in Pentecost, we in full gospel or charismatic circles, we call this the experience, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, or we call it the infilling or the filling of the Holy Spirit. If you'll read your Bibles, you'll see the disciples experienced this. And also the Bible says that what they experienced, we also can experience. Let me say two things here. First of all, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit's presence. Yeah, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit's presence. John chapter 14 and verse 16, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will never leave you. And in verse 17, he said, he is the Holy Spirit. Second thing that I want to say here this morning is, and that is the potential of his presence in our life is up to us. I want you to get that this morning. Listen, the potential of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives is up to us. We can have as much of his presence as we want, or we can have as little of his presence as we want. See, remember, he is a person, right? He is a person. The Holy Spirit, much like us, goes where he's wanted and absences himself from where he is not wanted. Somebody said, go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. I don't know about you, but there's some places I want to show up and there's some places I don't want to show up. And there's some places that I want to show up and spend a lot of time. And then there's some places that I want to spend as little time as I possibly have to in order to make an appearance. Amen. Listen, listen, we can have as much or as little of the presence of the Holy Spirit as we desire, as we create an atmosphere, as we make him uh, uh, know that we desire him and want him the longer he'll stay and and the more he'll reveal himself to us. Amen? Yeah, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. I would add, and certainly don't go where you are ignored and don't go where you are ridiculed and don't go where you are not taken seriously. And I want to tell you that even in church today and even in some uh, uh, religious circles, uh, the Holy Spirit is ignored. And in some circles, he is even ridiculed and not taken seriously. 
Yes, although the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, that means he's everywhere at the same time. Yet he does not reveal himself everywhere, and he reveals himself more the more he is invited, and the more he is wanted, and the more that he is made to feel appreciated. So, the potential of his presence in our lives is up to us. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. Comes and what? Comes and what? I ask you this morning, are you full of the Holy Spirit or do you have room for more? Did you hear me? I said, are you full of the Holy Spirit this morning or do you have room for more? Do you have all that he has for you or is there room for more? And does he have all of you or do you have more of yourself that you need to give to him? Well, the first thing that I have to say today is this, that is his presence is available. Second thing I want to say this morning is his presence changed the at, changes the atmosphere. His presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit changes the atmosphere. Isn't it amazing how different things feel when we have someone with us? You know, scary situations aren't nearly as scary when we've got someone with us, Right? The tiny noises of an empty house are magnified when you're all by yourself. You might not even hear them when somebody else is there with you. Walking alone in the dark creates a much different atmosphere than when someone is walking in the dark with you. I'm telling you this morning that the presence of the Holy Spirit changes the atmosphere. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, God our Father has given us the Holy Spirit, listen, to fill our hearts with love. And Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 and 17, also 22 and 23 says, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives so you won't be doing what your sinful nature wants to do. It says the Holy Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of our sinful nature. It goes on to say the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. What kind of fruit? He listed love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Wow. Wow. Can you see why I said that the Holy Spirit's presence changes the atmosphere? The atmosphere changes when love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control are present. Let Let me give you two things here. Number one, failing to recognize his presence produces fear. Failing to recognizing to recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit produces fear. The second thing I want to give you, focusing on his presence produces faith. So I ask you this morning, what kind of atmosphere are you walking in? Let me ask you this morning, what kind of atmosphere did you walk in and did you walk through during the pandemic? See, I'm persuaded that we can control our atmosphere by how we recognize and embrace and nurture the presence of the Holy Spirit. Failing to recognize his presence produces fear. 
Focusing on his presence produces faith. Let me share the third thing that I want to say and third statement I have to make about the presence of the Holy Spirit, and that is this. His presence soothes anxiety. The presence of the Holy Spirit will soothe anxiety. Here's what I know. When our circumstances bring us down, the Holy Spirit can build us up. You didn't hear me this morning. I said, when our circumstances bring us down, the Holy Spirit can build us up. Jude said in that one little chapter book, Jude in verse number 20, he says, build up your faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Build up your faith, increase your faith, magnify your faith, build up your faith. How are we going to do this, Jude? He says, by praying in the Holy Spirit. And 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Who is he? Who is he? The Holy Spirit. You want proof? All right, I give you proof. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Paul says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? In you. Who's in us this morning? The Holy Spirit. Listen, when we recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit, his presence soothes our anxiety. See, Satan, Satan creates circumstances to try and bring us down. But listen, listen, when those circumstances try to bring us down, we can pray through the help of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will build us up. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. He says we do not know what we ought to pray for. Oh, but he goes on to say, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for us in accordance to the will of God. Isn't that all awesome? Isn't that incredible that when we do not know the answer and we don't even really know how we should pray about a certain, a certain situation, We can yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and we can allow the Holy Spirit to literally begin to pray through us with groans that are not even utterable to us, with words that we don't even have. Supernaturally, the Holy Spirit can pray through us. And the Bible, we just read it, says that when the Holy Spirit prays, the Holy Spirit prays in, 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 uh, in the will of God. Sometimes we pray outside the will of God. Sometimes we ask for things God doesn't want us to have. We ask God to do things God doesn't want to do and doesn't need to do. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us, he always prays the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, how many of you think we should be developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Well, here's what I know. And that is when bad things happen to good people, the Holy Spirit can bring them comfort because his presence soothes anxiety. John 14 and 26, Jesus said, but the helper, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, Jesus said, he will teach you all things and he will remind you of everything I said. See, when bad things happen to us, when, when faced with difficult circumstances, listen, when our need for hope is high, it's the Holy Spirit who reminds us of the promises of Jesus. 
And one of his promises is found in the very next verse. Verse number 27, Jesus promised this. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled and neither allow it to be afraid. Oh, I ask you this morning, how many of you want more of the Holy Spirit? I said, how many of you want more of the Holy Spirit? More of his presence. His presence soothes anxiety as he reminds us of the promises of Jesus. When our circumstances bring us down, the Holy Spirit can build us up. And when bad things happen to good people, the Holy Spirit can bring comfort. The fourth and final statement that I want to make about the Holy Spirit today is this, and that is his presence assures us of his help. His presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit assures us that we have help. John 14 and 16 that we read just a moment ago, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. And he went on to say, he is the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us. The Holy Spirit has not been given to us just so that we'll feel good. So we'll have some kind of spiritual high, some kind of spiritual experience. That's not what the Holy Spirit is for. And I'm not, I'm not against, you know, those feels. I, I, I like those feels myself, but it's not all about the feels. I'm telling you, sometimes I don't have the feels, but even when I don't have the feels, I still have the Holy Spirit. Did you hear me? It doesn't matter if I feel it or I don't feel it. Some people think that the anointing, do I feel it? I don't feel it. It ain't nothing about how we feel or don't feel it. And this, this whole series is not about trying to rev something up and give you the feels. That's not what it's all about. But I'm telling you this morning that the Holy Spirit is your helper and you need the help that comes from the Holy Spirit. And whether you feel it or not, and whether you jump high or you don't jump high or not, listen, he is your helper. It's the promise of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us. We don't have to walk this journey alone. We don't have to fight our battles or face our obstacles or overcome our situations alone. The Holy Spirit is with us. But oh, listen to me this morning. Listen, listen. Not only is the Holy Spirit with us, but even better than that, the Holy Spirit is in us. He's in us, in us, empowering us, encouraging us, embracing us. Here's what I know. A person's presence reveals two things talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I want you to get this this morning. A person's presence reveals two things. First of all, a person's presence reveals their love. The presence of somebody reveals their love. Love is present, right? Love is, love is present. Love equals time. Here's what I know. That is love shows up, steps up, and signs up. Amen? But not only does a person's presence reveal their love, but also a person's presence reveals their level of commitment. Commitment means you're there. Yeah, I said commitment means you're there. Yeah, yeah. Commitment means you're there in the good times. <laughs> You're there. In the bad times, 
you're there. When it's convenient, oh, when it's not convenient, when you want to and when you don't want to. Commitment means you're there. I remember the week that my mom died. My wife and I had just left Arlington for our annual 30-day extended vacation, summer break, whatever you want to call it. We started about four or five years ago. We were tired. We needed this time off. We were excited about the time we were going to spend with each other, the time that we were going to be away, the time even though the load never fully lifts, but it lifts to some degree when you get away for a while. We had just left the day before, and, and we had just got settled in our, in our place, and, and, and my brother called. My brother called, and he had become my parents' caregivers, and, and he had been living with them for a few years, and, and he said to me, my brother said to me, Mike, uh, mom's going downhill fast, and I, I, I'm not sure how long that she'll make it. I said to my wife, I can't let my brother walk this journey alone. He's been their caregiver. I go as often as I can. My parents call me. You know, I help them financially. I'm the one that actually put my brother there to be their caregiver. I'm the one that they look to, but my brother had been caring for them. And I told my wife, I said, I can't let my brother walk this journey alone. I have to go. I have to help. I have to be there. My wife and I left the very next day and drove six hours to my mom's house. And for the next seven days, we all, me, my wife, my brother, we all took turns caring for mom 24-7. My brother had told me, I'd ask him sometimes, how'd mom do last night? And he'd say, well, she only got me up three times last night. Or he'd say, well, she got me up five times last night. And I'm thinking, I wonder if he's exaggerating. He's tired. He's exaggerating. So I decided that when it was my turn, I was going to count how many times mom got me up. (laughs) Mom was sleeping in her recliner. She slept better there. So her recliner was right there. And about three feet from her recliner was the the, uh, sofa. So, and so I slept on the sofa so I could be near mom to help. Mike! (laughs) Mike! (laughs) Yeah, mom? (laughs) Pull my covers up. (laughs) Mom's laying in a recliner. Her covers are down here. I got to pull them from here to here. Mike, Mike, would you hand me my water? Her water's right there. I get up off the sofa. I walk over, I hand mom her water. I put it back. Mike, Mike. Sixteen times, oh no, sixteen times I very sweetly and nicely and 
as a sweet baby of the family boy got up off of the couch, two, three, four, five in the morning, got up and pulled my mom's covers from here to here. And I was counting. And number 17, Mike, Mike, come pull my covers up. I said, really? (laughs) Really? I'm not, I don't have the gift of patience. I thought I did pretty good for 16 times. That's about 12 more times than I thought I had in me. 21 times from midnight to 6 a.m. I heard, Mike, Mike. And I pulled her covers up. 18 inches. My brother told several people, I heard him on the phone. He said, my brother and his wife here, they're saving my life. He said, I could not have done this without them. I'm not telling you this to make us look good. I'm telling you this as an example to the fact that a person's presence reveals their level of commitment. And may I say to you this morning, oh, the Holy Spirit is committed to you. The Holy Spirit is committed to me. Oh, hear me this morning. He is there wherever we are, whatever we might be facing. His presence reveals his love and his presence reveals the level of his commitment to us. The takeaway for the message this morning is this. The Holy Spirit will be near to those who seek to be near to him. James said this, James chapter four and verse number eight, James says, James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Notice, notice who is expected to take the initiative. James says, if you'll draw near to the Lord, he will draw near to you. 